our final edition of Christmas at the Movies. We're going to be covering one of those, it's a Christmas movie, even though you don't normally think of it as a Christmas movie kind of films. You know what I'm talking about? Today, we are going to take a look at the 1984 cult classic Gremlins. You guys ready for this? No, I'm just kidding. We're not covering Gremlins today. I know there are some genuinely disappointed people here, but, you know, maybe next year if we do at the movies again. Actually, this is what we're going to do today. We're going to cover a movie that I've never heard of before, a movie that was suggested to me by our staff. It's been out for a couple of years. I'm not a huge Christmas movie kind of guy, and so I had actually never seen this, but I'm super glad they told me about it because it's a good one, and it lends itself really well to what we're doing here in this series. So the movie we're actually going to be talking about today is called The Christmas. Chronicles. Anybody ever heard of this? It's a Netflix, Netflix original, came out in 2019. And uh, the Christmas Chronicles tells the story of two little kids who recently lost their dad tragically. The younger sibling is a girl named Katie, and she really likes to go through and watch like old camcorder recordings of her family, like her dad, you know, at Christmas time before he passed away. She's got that nostalgia. She misses her father, and Christmas is kind of the time where she misses him most intensely. And it's the time that she, uh, you know, watches all those old movies to stay connected to him. Her older brother, Teddy, is actually on the wrong path in life. After he lost his dad, he became angry and bitter and, you know, just frustrated with his existence. And so uh, that coupled with like the normal teenage drama and angst caused him to go off the rails. And so at the start of the movie, he's finding himself on the wrong path. He's hanging out with the wrong crowd of kids. Early on in the film, actually, his younger sister, sister Katie, catches him and his friends stealing a car and then going on a joyride. So that tells you kind of where he's at. So what we're going to do today is we're going to pick up their story uh, right at the beginning Christmas Eve night, 2018. So the movie kind of starts with the family at home, but then mom, who's a nurse, gets called into the hospital to work an emergency shift. And so the kids are, of course, left home alone. Little Katie decides, well, this would be the perfect time to try to catch Santa. Mom's not going to make us go to bed since she's not here tonight. So let's set up a video camera. Let's stock up on snacks and let's try to hide and see if we can catch Santa. Her older brother, Teddy, thinks this is a lame idea, and he has no interest in doing it whatsoever until his sister Katie says, okay, tell you what, if you will help me try to catch Santa on tape, then I won't tell mom about what I saw you and your friends do a couple of days ago. He's like, I'm in, girl, let's do this thing. And so we're going to pick up this story kind of as they set everything up, and it's going to launch us into the rest of the film. Now, um, let me remind you guys that in our uh, Christmas of the Movie series, what we're doing is we're watching short clips from the movie and we're pulling spiritual truth from it. But today, our flow is going to be just a little bit different. We're going to watch one long clip at the beginning, okay? And it is a long one. And then we're going to watch one short clip at the end. And in between, we're going to show how this movie gets so much right about Christmas, but boy, does it get one very important thing wrong. And that important thing that it gets wrong is something you want to make sure that you get right this Christmas. So I want you to kick back, Enjoy your popcorn, your coffee, your pop, whatever it is that you've got. Let's roll the first clip from The Christmas Chronicles. Hey, your mom said no junk food. Well, we gotta stay up somehow. Plus, sometimes you gotta break the rules for the greater good. Can't even remember the last time we did anything together, Teddy. Just the two of us, pulling an all-nighter. How awesome is this? Whatever. 
so good. So good. Slow down, dude. on Christmas Eve. No, okay. ah! 
amazing. Hang in there. He's gonna go back down again soon. Maybe Santa has a blanket? I'll look. I saw Paris. Uh, Teddy? The plane almost killed us. Teddy? I was in the sky. Teddy! What? Ah! Santa Claus? Live and in person. One night only. You two okay? Yeah. You look so... different. Why? Because I'm not a big fat slob? No, no. I, I didn't mean it that way. Oh, that's okay, Kate. Guess it's understandable. I mean, who can eat millions of cookies in one night and not get fat, right? Well, I can. Can you go ho-ho-ho? I don't go ho-ho-ho. That's a myth. Fake news. Sorry. Oh, no. Oh, you two have really messed things up. You were supposed to be asleep. It was all her idea. Hey! It was. Wait a minute. What did you do with my sack of presents? 
It flew off the sleigh. Oh, not good. Not good at all. First star is there. Second star is there. Came back over Moscow and over Paris, New York, Boston. Oh. Reindeer must have broken off somewhere over Lakeshore Drive. Lakeshore Drive? We're in Chicago, young lady. Chicago? That means you traveled thousands of miles in like 30 seconds. Epic! <laughs> you mean epic disaster. <laughs> if I'm not up and running in the next couple of hours, half the continent's not gonna get presents, and that, well, that can never happen. And so a few brats don't get presents, it's not the end of the world. That's just the kind of lame garbage I'd expect from a lost believer. You listen to me, Teddy Pierce. Tonight, young boys and girls all over the globe are waiting, hoping, expecting Santa Claus to arrive. If I don't, well, you don't want to know what happened the last time I couldn't make my rounds. Yes, we do. Tell us. You've heard of the Dark Ages. Read about all those wars in school? Yeah, sure, but... Wait, those happened because you missed Christmas? Christmas spirit is more powerful than you could ever imagine. People need Christmas to remind themselves of how good they can be. Without it, well, Christmas simply must endure. All right, I need to round up the reindeer, find my sack of presents, call the elves, and maybe, just maybe, I can still save Christmas. What is that? Tracking device from the sack. Closer you get, faster it chimes. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Ah, that's good. At least it's not that far away. Uh, well, bye. won't help. Your hat's not magic. Magic? How do you think I can turn into coal dust and leap from rooftop to rooftop? Pilates? My hat. I can't believe this. She told me. Should always bring a spare, Nick. Uh, well, I guess I'm gonna have to do this the old-fashioned way. On foot. Santa, just let us help you. Oh, no, no, no. I think you've done quite enough damage already, don't you? No, you just go on back to your house and get some sleep. No need to wake up early. There won't be any presents. You two are on the naughty list for life. You can't just stay here. Santa needs us. I don't know. He seems pretty mad. We should just head home. Home? Away. Teddy, you heard him. We're on the naughty list for life. We've ruined Christmas. I mean, that's like the worst possible thing a kid could ever do. Do you really want to tell your kids that you were that guy? The person responsible for the great Christmas meltdown of 2018? Okay, fine. Wait, Santa! We just want to help! 
Well, I can't do anything to stop you. you. Better watch out. Better not pout. You better not cry. I don't have time for any more of your shenanigans. Yeah, you know, I like the fact that uh, Santa is actually like super sexy and in shape, but everybody thinks of him as this out of shape old man. Like I'm starting to relate. Like I feel that at this point in my life. So this scene, I know it was kind of long and we don't normally show clips that are that long in the movie, but actually it kind of sets up the rest of the film and it forms the foundation for what I want to talk about this morning. We see here in this clip that Santa has lost his hat, his bag of toys, his reindeer, and his sleigh all on Christmas Eve with just a couple hours to go before sunrise. The entire holiday is in jeopardy. If he doesn't recover all of these magical items, then the kids around the world are not going to have a very magical morning when they wake up and they don't have any Christmas presents under the tree. It's a race against time. It's a race against the clock to fix everything. And of course, like you know, you could probably expect, they're going to save Christmas, but just in the nick of time, right? Nick of time, get it? You see what I did there? The Christmas Chronicles plays into a trope that you have seen hundreds of times in movies throughout the year. The basic idea is this, <gasps> we've got to save Christmas. You ever notice that? This idea that we have to save Christmas forms the foundation of nearly every Christmas story that you will ever see. Sexy Santa even said it explicitly there in the clip we just watched. Maybe if I hurry, I can still save Christmas. If you've never noticed that this forms the plot of most Christmas stories, um, it definitely does. I can point out a few. In uh, the movie The Grinch, we have to save Christmas from literally being stolen. Am I right? In A Christmas Carol, we have to save Christmas from greed. In Home Alone, we save Christmas from loneliness. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Uh, think about every Hallmark movie ever. We got to save Christmas from singleness, okay? In Die Hard, in Die Hard we got to save Christmas from the terrorists. In the Gremlins, we have to save Christmas from the monsters. And in the Christmas Chronicles, we have to save Christmas from Santa's accident. So I don't want you to miss this, okay? According to the Gospel of Hollywood, Christmas needs a hero. Christmas needs a hero. This is the story that you will, the, the idea that you will hear in every Christmas story that you watch. Christmas always needs a hero. And what you'll notice is that people are the ones who rise up and save Christmas time and time again. But here's the great irony. Hollywood's gospel, Hollywood's telling of the Christmas story is actually an inversion of the actual Christmas story. It's almost the polar opposite of the meaning of the real holiday. You know, the root word of Christmas is Christ. And so Christmas is his story. He is the one that we should be focused on and talking about during the holiday season. Look at what the scripture says about the very first Christmas in Matthew chapter number one, verses 18 to 21. Scripture says this, this is how Jesus the Messiah was born. I want you to notice something here. Christmas, the first Christmas, it's not my story. It's not Santa's story. Little boy once said, Christmas is the day we celebrate Santa being born. Nope, not right. It's not Charlie Brown's story. It's not little Ralphie's story. Christmas is the story of Christ. 
His, Mary, uh, his mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man, and he didn't want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son. And you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Do you know the, the name Jesus actually means God saves? Salvation comes from God. So the scripture says that on the first Christmas, Jesus was born, and Jesus was born in order to save people from their sins. Let me remind you this morning that we don't save Christmas. Christmas saves us. I'm going to say that again. We don't save Christmas. Christmas saves us. It's a season in which we remind ourselves that every one of us, like every person on the planet, is a broken and flawed, a sinful person, that the world is a mess, and hey, it's a mess because of me and you. Christmas is a season in which we remind ourselves that we need to be saved. Christmas doesn't need a hero. It's already got one. This is why we have to be careful when we take in like all of these messages from like Hollywood or the secular world or whatever, because they will tell you that Christmas needs saving and you're the one to do it. But of course, when you read the scripture, what you find out is you need saving and he's the one that's already done it. That's a very different story. And can I tell you, it's a more powerful story. It's a story that will make Christmas worth celebrating every single year. It'll give you meaning. It'll give you depth. It'll give you grounding and foundation that you will not have if you buy into commercials or media and what they say the Christmas holiday is all about. Now, look, even Hollywood will acknowledge this, okay? There is a truth that's buried in every single one of these Christmas movies, but it gets glossed over. It kind of gets ignored in all the other messages that get communicated in, in movies like this. It, it's this truth. People are usually the cause of the problems in these holiday films. Like, people are the cause. So it's really interesting because Hollywood sets people up as the saviors, as the heroes, as the redeemers and the rescuers, but it also acknowledges without ever, you know, saying it directly that People are the problem as well. Think about it, okay? Hans Gruber, Kate McAllister, Ebenezer Scrooge, even Teddy Pierce here in the video. Each of them makes decisions, whether accidentally or maliciously, that cause pain and heartache to the people around them. They cause Christmas pain, Christmas problems. And hey, let's be real. It's not just people in the movies that are guilty of this. You and I have done the exact same sorts of things. I mean, sure, you've never fed Mogwai after midnight, you never scared Santa so he had a heart attack, fell off your roof, and died. Christmas movies can be dark, you guys. I don't know if you've noticed that or not. But hey, we've said hurtful things. We've let one another down. We've been selfish. We've ignored God. We've willfully sinned against him and against one another. Like, we're guilty of causing Christmas pain just like everyone else. And hey, that puts us in a very difficult spot to save anyone. 
Like if we were strong enough to save Christmas, then we would have been strong enough to not screw up Christmas in the first place, okay? People are the ones who need to be saved. The holiday doesn't need to be saved. We're not the heroes of Christmas. Christmas already has a hero. The greatest hero. The hero of heaven. The people in these films, the people in our city, they don't need to be the hero. You don't need to be the hero of Christmas. Instead, you can let Jesus be the hero of Christmas. Let him be the center of attention. Let him be the focus and the foundation of everything that you do. Let him be the reason for the season. And you will discover Christmas is a whole lot more meaningful because According to the scriptures, we're not in any position to rescue anything at all. Look at what the Bible says in Ephesians chapter number two. Ephesians chapter number two says this. Once in the past, Christians, you were spiritually dead because of your disobedience and your many sins. Dead people don't rescue stuff. Dead people don't do much of anything. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It's only by God's grace that you've been saved, for he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness toward us as shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. Do you understand the scripture says that our situation is so dire that we don't merely need to be rescued, we need to be resurrected. <laughs> like that's just how big of a mess our lives are. The imagery that's used here in the scripture is that we're dead. Like we've crossed that final path. Like we've gotten it so wrong. There is nothing left for us to do for ourselves. We're the cause of Christmas problems and we like to act like we're somehow the solution, but our pro- we're so deep over our heads that we're incapable of saving ourselves, much less saving anybody else. The, the message that you get, like, kind of from, from movies like this, and again, this is a great movie. Like, I really enjoy it. You should watch the whole thing. But the message that you get from movies like this is that you're the hero. You can save this thing. But that's a little bit like, you know, two people drowning out in the ocean, and the Coast Guard comes rolling up, and they're like, save each other. You guys can do it. You take care of her, her, take care of him. You guys are going to be great. No, the Coast Guard is the hero. They're the rescuer. These are people that need to be rescued and redeemed. So it is with each one of us. Christmas is the story of how each of us are lost in our sins. How without external help, without somebody showing up to rescue us, we are in big, big trouble. And so... What that means is the answer to Christmas problems, the message of Christmas that we really need to take to heart is not be good. Hey, that's what you normally hear at Christmas. You're actually in our our last clip in a moment, you're going to hear that from Santa. He's going to tell the kids, be good. But the message of Christmas is not be good. The message of Christmas is be saved. You don't need to be the hero 
God has already sent the hero. This is the entire holiday. That's why I say if we're not careful, we can buy into the inversion. That like, oh my gosh, it it all depends on me. I'm the one that's got to make this thing run. I'm the one that's got to make my family happy. I'm the one that's got to manufacture all the joy for all the kids. No! Christmas already has a hero. His name is Jesus. Now, surprisingly, the Christmas Chronicles does acknowledge this fact. It actually does. But it does it in such a frustrating way that I almost didn't show you this clip because of how mad I was at this dumb movie and the way it ends, okay? <laughs> Let me explain, because it's actually a really good film, like I said, but man, it, it just drove me crazy. So in the last clip that we're going to show, we're going to fast forward through like an hour of movie, hour and 10 minutes. And at the very end, of course, like every Christmas movie, they have saved Christmas, right? So they've found Santa's hat. They found his sack of toys. Santa went to jail. He did a musical number. It's wild. Um, (laughs) The kids found and rode the reindeer. Like, that'd be pretty cool. He got his sleigh working. They enlisted the help of the elves from the North Pole to fix all of these magical items and things like that. And at the last second... They deliver the final present to a little girl in Mexico City. So then Santa's taking the kids back home. He's going to drop them off at their front door. But he's got one reveal at the end. And this one reveal is supposed to be the ultimate message of the entire movie. So I want you to see it, and then we'll talk about it. Final clip. All right, now ease him down. Them down, that's it. Easy. All right, pick your spot. Let him down. <laughs> Perfect four point landing. And we beat your mom home, too. Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. What was your favorite part? Easy, riding the reindeer. Being in the North Pole. The car chase with the cops. <laughs> you know, Santa, I think that was the best night of my whole life. Mine, too. Oh, Christmas Eve is always the best night of my life. But now, it's time for me to go home. Will we ever see you again? Uh Uh-huh, not if I can help it. But in the future, if I ever need two helpers, I know where to find the best I've ever had. Santa! Oh. He said the best human helpers he's ever had. (laughs) I expect to see your Spanish grades go up this year, now that you've learned another language. Oh, no. What? We forgot to get Mom a present. Oh, well, oh, that reminds me, though. Uh, Something I want you to have. Your hat? Won't you need it to fly? No, Daddy. I'm Santa Claus. Wait, so... This whole night, anytime you wanted, you could just... All right, now. I don't want any more people to see me, so... Santa. Yeah. Can you do it? Uh, No way. 
please. Not happening. For me. Kate. Just this once. All right. Just this once. And just for you. Be good. just really happened. <laughs> you know, I say this final reveal of the movie is so disappointing because it happens so quick and it's so underplayed that like what is supposed to be like the ultimate, the real, the, the hidden revealed message of the movie is almost completely lost. As it turns out the entire night, the kids weren't saving Santa. Santa was saving Teddy. He didn't need their help. They're just little kids. He's a magical being that's lived for tens of thousands of years and, uh, you know, delivers Christmas toys to every kid. All of this was an elaborate ruse, as it turns out, to make Teddy, the older boy, become a true believer by the time it's all said and done. The kids didn't save Christmas. Christmas saved them. Now, if you're paying attention, that message is actually much more in line with the biblical message, but they don't do a great job explaining it. And, and they unfortunately make Santa the hero instead of Jesus, which leads me to the question that I wanna ask you as we wrap up the message today. Who is the hero of your Christmas story? Who's the hero of your Christmas story? There are a lot of options here. Maybe it's you. Maybe you feel the pressure to make Christmas magical. And like you're being crushed under the weight. Maybe you're trying to figure out how to pay for all these toys. You're trying to plan being at every family member's house to make everybody happy. You don't wanna let everybody down. And inside, you're cracking. Inside, Christmas has become a drain and a drag instead of like the best holiday or the best season of the entire year. You were never meant to be the hero of Christmas. You don't need to carry the weight of a meticulously decorated house. You don't have to have the most delicious gingerbread cookies. You don't have to buy the perfect presents. Again, you will crumble under the weight of trying to be the hero of trying to save Christmas because it's not the holiday that needs saving, it's the people that need saving. And the people don't save the holiday, the holiday saves the people, people just like you. So if that's you, if you feel that pressure, you, you just, you're like, man, I feel like I'm the one that's gotta hold this thing together, you can let go of that feeling. Christmas will not crumble, your family will not fall apart, you will find more magic that way than trying to manufacture it, hold it all together yourself. You are not the hero of Christmas. Hey, not only that, but let me just say to you that like if Jesus is the hero of Christmas, and he is, so if he's the hero of Christmas, but you try to make yourself the hero of Christmas, 
or you try to make your husband the hero of Christmas or your dad the hero of Christmas, you're actually robbing Jesus of the place and glory that is rightfully his. I mean, I, I know you don't intend to do that, but that's exactly what happens anytime we put someone else or something else at the heart of the holiday. So who's the hero? It's not you. And that's really good news. Maybe, oh, I'm going to ruffle some feathers, but I'm going to do it anyway. Pray for me. Maybe Santa is the hero of your Christmas. And please, look, like, there is nothing wrong with Santa Claus at all. If I had kids, we'd be doing Santa every single year. Nothing wrong with Elf on a Shelf. Christians need to quit being weird. I'm not even going to front about that. Okay? But now, if your holiday celebrations as a family, if they include Santa and Buddy and Frosty, but, like, there's no Jesus, or, like, in your home... They're like Jesus just like figure in a manger scene kind of off on the side and you yell at the kids because they're always rearranging the figures and stuff like that. You're celebrating Festivus, but you're not celebrating Christmas <laughs> because Christmas is Christ's mass. It's his holiday. He is the, the reason for the entire thing. And so hear me now. I, I don't want anybody to misunderstand what I'm saying. Like keep all of those characters and traditions that you love. Celebrate the elf celebrate the snowman, the Rudolph with the red nose. All of that is fine. But keep those traditions with Jesus as the hero of your story. Make him, make his word, make his birth, make his life, make his message, make his peace, make his people a part of your family celebration. Actually, don't make it a part of your family celebration. Make it the core of your celebration. Keep it in the proper ratio and perspective. You'll find a lot more Christmas magic. And then I'll just say to those that are like, hey, Dan, when you ask that question, who's the hero of Christmas? Right now, I'm feeling like nobody is the hero. Like I'm down, I'm lost, I'm hurting. I talked with two people this week that talked about how depressed they are right now in the Christmas season. And I like you're not a bad person. You're not a bad Christian because you experience those things. But I just want to remind you that one of the names that's given to Jesus actually in the Christmas story is Emmanuel, which means God is with us. No matter what you're going through, no matter what hurt or pain or loss, no matter what anxiety or frustration, no matter what betrayal, no matter what like feelings of let down you might be experiencing, God is with you. You are not alone this week. There might not be anybody else in your house this Christmas, but you are not alone. You might feel like everybody else is having this perfect holiday and you're not. You have what you need to have a meaningful celebration because Jesus is the hero and Jesus is with every one of us. I want to pray and I want to pray for all of us today that we would acknowledge Jesus as the real reason, but not just in words like, oh, well, the pastor led me in this prayer. So I bowed my head and closed my eyes while he said, Jesus, you're the reason for the season. Therefore, I'm good. No, I want us to acknowledge it personally and individually. And then like, let's take some steps to make that a reality. I don't know. Post about Jesus on your Facebook wall. Read the Christmas story during your celebrations. 
be here at our Christmas Eve service. I know that's family time. You got other stuff going on. But whatever you can do to keep Jesus at the center will be good for making Christmas as meaningful as it should be. Mm -hmm.